What up, what up? Welcome to the Cast of Color, a show where diverse creatives discuss all things film, TV, and entertainment. My name is John Carter. I am joined by the boys, Gerardo Molina and Jackson Marcy. What's happening, fellas? Howdy. Hey, hey. Hey, Kamea, <laughs> daughter. Go, go watch Raya then. See, listeners, that's just part of parenthood right there. You know what I mean? She's over here. She's about to be crying all up in the mic. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go send her over there, finish watching Raya and the Last that's Dragon. part of podcasting right there. That's part of podcasting. Raya baby. and the Last Dragon. Yeah. I still haven't actually seen Raya and the Last Dragon. Oh, I've watched. I it. feel like I I I don't like the the Disney animated studio movies as well as much as I like the Pixar ones. You know, like and there, there is a big difference. There is a difference. There is a big difference, yeah. bro. I I like the <laughs> Sony animation picture animated things better than some of these Disney ones. And oh yeah, yeah DreamWorks too. DreamWorks. Oh yeah, yeah. Bro, oh, Sony. David. Freaking popping them out. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Saw, Not to go um, off on a, a tangent, but yeah, Sony does some great shit on Netflix. They have great movies. I was telling Jackson about them earlier. The Wish Dragon. They have great oh, anime yeah. movies. Yeah. Yeah, they have uh, Mitchell's and Versus the Machines. What yeah. Is that what it's called? Mitchell's versus Yeah, I saw that one. Um, yeah. I saw that one with uh, my roommate, Jarrell. We saw mm-hmm. that one, and um, it was it was actually really good. Very good. <laughs> was, Very I was good. Like, I was I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, we we threw that on our page for one of the recommendations for Pride Month because of the lead. You know, uh, it's yeah, a great yeah. representation there. With but the, it was it, the queer it lead. It wasn't her character trait, though. You know, it was not existed exactly. And then at the end, it was like, oh, okay. Oh my know? gosh, didn't even know. But yeah, yeah, listeners, you see, we're very but, chatty. You, uh, the reason why is it's <laughs> been so long since we've recorded since our last recording session. I mean, the boy Jackson went to Hawaii. Uh, Gerardo, he's oh, he's busy with school. <laughs> We're all busy with school. I have a fucking project yeah. due tomorrow. I have a presentation due tomorrow. So we've been busy, listeners. So thank I'm you just, for staying with us. I'm just assuming people listen to this at this point to hear us talk. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Right. Genuinely, it's no biggie. Yeah, yeah. It's like we got timestamps. If you guys want to skip all this, <laughs> uh, but if. I feel like anyone listening is in it for the long haul now, hopefully. Right. They really you are. So first time listeners, yeah. they'll get a good vibe of what's going on. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Uh, so we have a good episode lined up here today. I'm yeah, very hyped. Get into these. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We got we got the uh, entertainment yeah. updates. We got the diversity report. And then we're going to do our movie review of the yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get right into As these entertainment updates. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Title of the episode. <laughs> yeah, hyped. <laughs> Gerardo, what's the, the deal? episode probably gonna be you know we got we had we had a, a lot of stuff go on in the past couple of weeks we had a, an announcement for Batgirl the who the actress who's going to be playing her which is um uh, what's her name from uh, uh in the heights Leslie Grace Nina from uh, Le- yes. Leslie Grace Leslie yeah. Grace so she's going to actually be, be playing Batgirl in her own original movie that's going to be on HBO Max <laughs> yeah, her. <laughs> she was the one that uh, with Benny. They, they were a good couple. Um, yeah, it was. It was a. You know, she's a great actress. She's gonna be playing Batgirl in her own spinoff movie that's gonna be on HBO Max. Yep. I don't know how I feel about HBO Max movie original movies. Maybe they'll be good. Maybe not. I just. I know. I have to see the. You know, like because it, it really depends on the the budget. And even if it's a big budget, sometimes these types of things can have a made for TV type feel. You know. They really can. They really can, man. I'm hoping that it has a kind of a big budget feel. Especially uh, 
just don't know if yeah, you're based welcome. off of the cw like the cw shows alone i'm just yeah just that's why i'm waiting. always pretty skeptical <laughs> just about dc in general but um this it, this is going to be connected i guess to bat the batfleck universe because i believe um jk simmons is coming back for this ah. or uh or, or not coming back but i think it's going to be connected to jk simmons in some way, let me nice. see. Let me nice. Let me pull up my handy dandy. The, the boy had a very brief stint, didn't he? As Jim Gordon, you know, and it was, it was something it was, we were all looking yeah, forward to. It was literally to. just Justice League, I think. Yeah, that's it, you know, and yeah, I'm used to seeing yeah, him. Oh J. yeah, Jenna no, James. J.K. Simmons. Yeah, no, he is returning as Commissioner Gordon for Batgirl. Wow, there you go. Just as I, yeah, that's what I thought. I, I just had to double check because it sounds so unrealistic. Hardcore. But it's really happening. This is real life. Uh, J.K. Simmons coming back as Jimmy Gordon. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, this is separate from, I guess, Jeffrey Wright, who is playing Commissioner Gordon in The Batman, the Robert Pattinson movie. He was supposed to get his own GCPD show uh, on HBO Max. So, oh, the boy. He's a good actor. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah, Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, that's why it's pretty cool that he's, he's uh, Commissioner Gordon. Everyone... Thought that that would be connected to Batgirl. Just uh, uh, Leslie Grace is, is uh, mixed. Uh, well, she's like Afro Latina, a lighter skinned Afro Latina. She mentioned that her, her siblings are darker and stuff when that right. hole in the heights thing was happening. Right. So, um, <laughs> let me just let it be known. <laughs> so people did kind of expect her to be connected to uh, uh, Jeffrey Wright in a way, but it's kind of refreshing. I think that it's going to be in the Batfleck universe with J.K. Simmons. Something that I totally didn't see coming at all. Yeah, honestly, I mean, like, it's been such a long time since we've seen J.K. Simmons in a film. I mean, since the Justice League, right? Yeah, so I think it was said. Justice League. I don't know if, did we even get to see him in Batman versus Superman? I I don't remember. Yeah, all those movies kind of turn into one big mush for me. <laughs> so. I, I, there might have been a part, maybe. I don't think so. I don't know. Was J.K. Simmons in Batman versus Superman, John? Um, no, no, the boy did not make an appearance in Batman v Superman. Just a Justice League boy. Yeah, just a Justice League. It was a one-off for that, and that's oh, a strong yeah. character, man. I was like, damn. Or a two-off, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Snyder Cut. Version one and I think, two. I think, I actually think he had more to do in the Snyder Cut, or less to do. I think he had more. He had more. Um, he had more hair in the in the Josh Whedon one. Crime situations. You know that. <laughs> in the Josh Whedon uh, reshoots, you can tell just by the wigs on the actors what was going on on set. <laughs> so scarlett johansson is suing marvel that was uh that's that's also what we found out oh yeah last couple oh, weeks yeah. that's big that's big right there suing yeah. disney marvel marvel mm-hmm. specifically i believe she's suing um as a producer not an actress sneaky disney sneaky disney because i know i know a lot of people they they were upset you know that she was suing they're like ah she's rich why does she want more money who gives a <laughs> shit i mean yeah it's like what the it's, fuck? It, on top of that, she got I think she got paid, you know, her base rate. We haven't spoken about this since we last recorded. And this is definitely some news. So she she's suing them specifically, which is which is Marvel, because mm-hmm. Black Widow was only supposed to be released in theaters. It was only supposed to have a theatrical release. No streaming. Is that the case? Yeah, the mm-hmm. pandemic yeah. contract, apparently. Well, and- I, I remember I remember uh, mentioning it on the podcast way back when we were talking about Black Widow being released on streaming. Rem- I remember oh, I was yeah. like, I was saying on the podcast that there's no way that uh, they're going to release it on the same day as the platform because their contract has something about that. And then they did it. 
And that's why I was very surprised. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I guess it's coming back to bite them in the ass. And I think they, uh, they're trying to go around it because they said that they signed the contract over the pandemic and um, or before it. The pandemic yeah, happened it was before the pandemic, yeah. and so the, I think they tr- Disney tried to be sneaky again and go around her contract with her people yeah. and probably. Well, you know, Disney's statement bullshit. said something about uh, how her her suing them is insensitive to the victims of COVID nineteen. Yeah, I, I remember reading and, something and, like that, and that's if that was Disney's actual sentiments, it's like just don't release it in theaters, release it only streaming, right? It's like absolutely why release it in theaters if you care so much. Absolutely, because at the end of the day, they want to make their money. And if you want to yep. release it in theaters, go ahead by all means. But did you think that she would not notice that? I don't get it. And you what? think, I mean, that's the pandemic, it's a huge pay cut, man. If she, that's was also, specified, she was also a producer on the movie. Yeah, uh, an executive another important thing to note. Yeah, yeah, that's another important thing to note there is that I think she got her actor base pay, but she didn't get her box office producer pay. And I think that's where the big deal came from. And I don't think many people are considering that when they're over here talking about, oh, she's rich she's already. She's a fuck that. That's irrelevant, man. Like what what's going on here? Yeah. It's big. She's this not making 50 company. million to. Yeah. Yeah. This huge company is trying to be sneaky when they already make their money and they contracted I mean, something specific in this fucking contract. You know what I mean? And it, yeah, I, I hope Scar Joe, I think this is a statement to not only Disney, but to artists yeah. and, and yeah. those who feel like they can stand up to these studios. Scarlett Johansson, they said she doesn't have any merit. There's no merit in her claim. I think there is. And I hope that I hope she gets broken off because of it. She deserves oh, it. Oh, yeah. I mean, like no one said any shit when, you know, RDJ made fucking 10 million on Spider-Man, like for his 10 seconds of fame. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he made so much money off of that little he made bit a of million time. per it's minute, like, I think. That's freaking crazy. Oh, that's nuts. On yeah. on uh on Homecoming? Spider-Man Homecoming? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking bastard. <laughs> yeah, he makes his money. Uh, the thing, uh, you know, RDJ, he he's the one that made everyone get paid more on the second Avengers. They wanted to pay him more money and uh pay everyone way, way less. So uh and you know, he had the power over Disney at that point um, to, to demand that Scarlett Johansson, uh, she didn't have as many, as much leverage. So I think she waited, you know, for, this is her last outing mm-hmm, uh, yeah. and they, so she has really nothing to lose. She doesn't have to come back, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so she, they picked the wrong time to fuck her over, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she has so many people behind her and oh, yeah, yeah. I want to, I want to see that she gets what she deserves. Justice. So Fuck that. Disney, y'all out here bullshit. Sneaky Disney. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. Hell yeah, but that, that's well, Scar Joe. Uh, yeah. You want to take us into these uh, diversity reports? Oh, uh, yeah. The the report of diversity. Just a few things popping over here. Uh, first one is Simone Biles. <laughs> Simone Biles. Simone Biles. The Olympian, the known, gold medalist. One of the... Known as gymnastics. the GOAT. Yeah. Known as probably the GOAT of... Mm-hmm gymnastics she decided to sit out quite a few events this olympics and focus on her mental health and she's certainly gotten yeah yeah she's certainly gotten backlash from some people but anyone giving her backlash because of that can absolutely fuck off like who cares (laughs) deserves better (laughs) right i'm like (laughs) it's like you know it's like um if those gymnasts if they don't go in there with the right mindset you know they freaking fall wrong and break their neck and die or get paralyzed you know like if their mindset isn't where it has to be at and as we know uh simone biles like you know her uh coach was like sexually abusing her for years Mm -hmm. uh 
that, that came out a few years ago, I believe, right? Yeah, yep. yeah, that and, asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, it's like this is the Olympics, so you know that we gotta consider that. And then it came, it also just came to light in the past week. It sucks that she had to say this, but like her, her aunt died while the Olympics were starting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it sucks that she had to say that for people to like be like, oh, okay, that's, you know, it's like it should just be enough for her to be like, I can't do it, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I don't think we focus on mental health at all, like in this world, <laughs> in this nation alone. And it's like, it's so important. And we, we just, I, I don't get why we have to justify anything other than yeah i have mental health issues i need to take care of them yeah yeah i think those conversations you know she did come back and um and she won that bronze medal she did she said fuck you i'm gonna win this bronze real quick yeah she did the balance beam yeah so you know that's not the big twisty twisty stuff that's all scary (laughs) (laughs) the really scary flips but yeah man they put it all on the line these athletes and they're they're performing at their peak physical uh their peak and physicality mental. you know what i mean yeah exactly that's why it's so important for the mental to line up so shouts to the girl she did that and uh she's still the goat so that really changes nothing as far as how good she is um yeah. these olympics feel different anyway so different but uh yeah that's that's simone biles yeah. moving on diversity report big news here the baby had made some homophobic yes the rapper made some homophobic slash hiv insensitive comments at rolling loud music festival mm-hmm. and yeah just just says some shit that you know a, a hood ass nigga would say yeah, he's if he, right but what people need to do is just stop writing off that okay he's hood what do we expect like no bro you still a famous fucking oh, one of the on. top rappers in the world there's no need. Yeah, exactly. You're not. You're not. You're not in 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 the hood anymore. You're not yeah, anymore. I mean, like, but no, excuse And that's that's anything, the justification, you know, though. That's what. Point. Yeah, and me being yeah. black, I grew up a poor black kid. Bro, ho- there are so many like, homophobia is so rampant in the black community, and you yeah. know a lot of these young black kids are conditioned to be tough, and the worst oh, yeah. thing than being poor, like most most of us are poor. Worst thing than being poor is being gay. Yeah. And if you're gay, you get messed with. You get fucked yeah, I mean, with. So I mean, like in general, I think like in the in more the uh, low, low income area, yeah, like ghetto, ghetto you know? low low poverty communities. Like I mean, I remember going. I mean, going to high school, going to middle school, just being. I mean, just accused of being gay just for doing theater, uh, yeah. on top of being in sports. But yeah. I mean, that was such a huge thing you know just it was easy and, I mean, it was easy to throw around back so in the easy. day back in the day if so, you did so anything easy. that was not masculine as it should be you were gay you're gay and you're getting called yep. gay but 100%. um yeah the baby's dealing with it though man he's feeling the backlash mm-hmm. of it he's been released by clothing line a very uh popular clothing line he was once part of they let him go and they made a statement on their mm-hmm. instagram loser yeah, yeah, just saying mm-hmm. we stand with the LGBT community and all that. And um, Dua Lip, the girl, Dua Lipa, the singer, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. who did a pretty famous collab with with the baby. Uh, she also came mm-hmm. out and just making her statements. A lot of celebrities, Madonna, a lot of people were coming out just pretty much saying yeah. that he yeah, was wrong. They're all trying to get their clout. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but then you got trying to right? hop in and. Talk you got shit. like you got niggas uh, defending him too. You got niggas like Ti. Yeah, you have rappers, and it's mostly listeners. If you're not aware, it's, uh, I mean, from what I'm seeing, it's it's a lot of fellow black men who are coming out to defend the baby, and some of them are saying, "Oh, well, 
you know, freedom of speech. We have the right to say what we want. But I'm like, that's the same thing racist people uh-huh. say about their hate rhetoric. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. When they're preaching yeah, hate exactly. rhetoric, you know? So it's like, don't write it off just because he's hood, just because he's from the streets. You're on a fucking yeah. stage, bro. Huge music festival. It was stupid to say anyway. And it, it, yeah. some of it seems like it's it doesn't like, even make, it doesn't even make the you, most man. sense, bro. Like, T.I., you, you fucking motherfucker. Bugger. Yeah, T.I. fucking he's not the one that should be talking about any of that. He was checking his daughter's hymen and shit every year. That's awful. Oh, Tip. Literally, tip <laughs> should be far away from this conversation. If t- Tip should not be yeah. interjecting. He's got to handle his own shit first. Yeah. And people were defending him, too. You know, people are they're always just going to there's always going to be people defending and that's just social media and the Internet, you know, and there's the two sides and it's so polarized, but it's like just 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 you know actually cancel him like you know just actually just don't even like announce that oh we're doing this because we stand with it just do it just fucking do it and we'll yeah. know you know that's like, right yeah exactly it makes it all feel so so hammy when they release statements or when all these celebrities jump on it's i'm like, doing this fucking- for you yeah <laughs> i'm doing this for you <laughs> and, and i think so please come buy our products yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I, exactly because I, I can agree with that because some people are like all oh, these vulture cultures like pretty much as trying to defend the baby the only thing i would say is yeah i mean these places that are canceling him y'all need to make a statement just fucking let his ass go just, and be like yeah just <laughs> yeah we're gonna let find him out. go and let him go don't I make mean, a statement don't make more drama about it if, if he wants to announce that you let him that you let him go you know yeah social <laughs> media will let you know in about 10 minutes yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> people will find out exactly yeah. but yeah don't stir the pot but yeah, yeah. that's that's the baby. And yeah, I'm like, bro, you, g- good luck with that. Because <laughs> that's not the first time he's done some dumb shit. And uh, yeah, it definitely won't be the last. But yeah, that's the baby. baby. Low key being canceled. We'll see if he can bounce back. But that concludes the diversity report. And that being said, yeah. this is the this is it, listeners. This is the movie review section. And for this week, it Watch is that. the Suicide Squad. 2021 James Gunn squad the The suicide Suicide squad Squad. so not suicide uh, squad it is not there is a distinction there is a difference is it a sequel is it a reboot let's talk about it Gerardo what's the deal yeah so the suicide squad directed and written by James Gunn who also directed and wrote Guardians of the Galaxy yeah similar feels uh, Scooby-Doo he wrote (laughs) Scooby-Doo This right, Scooby Doo. Uh, the one from the the live action Scooby Doo. Oh, the live you know, action. Uh, Jackson. But the, <laughs> I was telling Jackson answer. earlier that uh, maybe that's why we think his movies are so funny. You know, like we were watching that Scooby Doo yeah. movie when we were really young. I watched that movie so many times with yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, uh, um, Mr. What's his name? Um, Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> he is in that one. He's the villain. He's... <laughs> and is actually Scrappy Doo. And that was all James Gunn, yeah, who yeah, also yeah. did this movie. Great guy. So, The Suicide Squad, it's kind of a sequel. Uh, it just kind of just doesn't acknowledge anything that happened before it. So, it's a, a reboot in that way. It's a soft reboot, is I would call it. Exactly. It's like a soft egg, you know? That's what I said, Gerardo, because <laughs> someone was like, this is actually a reboot. I'm like, bro, there's so many fucking similar characters. It's a soft sequel type yeah. reboot. Okay. Let's just acknowledge yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. And they acknowledged it because, like, yeah. I mean, honestly, in the beginning, it's like it shows you, like, they acknowledge mm-hmm. it right, right away. Yeah. So this is going to be spoilers. So uh, we're just going to go through the plot a little bit um, and then uh, just talk about it as we go along. 
Yes. And it's going to be a good time. Uh, <laughs> one thing I liked about the structure of this movie was how it was structured. I felt like a different comic book, like, like you finished reading a comic book and then the next one felt like a different comic book almost. It was like a different feel every single time we saw a title screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, very creative very little bookie in that way. Very comic bookie. Yeah, very yeah. creative. Because James Gunn, he's a big fan of 80s comic books, which is a, such a weird era, uh, the early <laughs> 80s where everything was really violent and you know, it was after coming out of Vietnam and all that, you know. So there was like uh this movie feels really in that direction. Like it feels like a late 70s 80s type action movie mm-hmm. uh in the vein of those comic books jungle right? war yeah war. exactly if it's, yeah if it's jungle war yeah uh <laughs> so the movie starts off we just start off you know with uh savant who is a guy that can aim really good i guess we never really find out they go on a mission uh we 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 get our we get our our suicide squad we we get uh captain boomerang Javelin, Savant, um, Harley. We get uh, oh, what's her name? The orange, the orange one. Mongol, oh, whatever. Does it? Ma- 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 Mon- Mongol, because Mongol is, I think, Mongol the actual the, villain. Yeah, is the Superman villain. Right. <laughs> and then Mongol, she, she's pro- she's probably like the daughter or something. I don't know. We get Pete Davidson. We get uh, arm fall off boy. Uh, called TDK. In this. TDK. Get the javelin guy, and we get Harley Quinn and um, Rick Flag. So pretty, pretty big Suicide Squad uh, so far, and we don't. Uh, the movie starts off. They go on a mission uh, on a beach. Sorry, sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> they go on a mission on the beach, and um, yeah, everyone gets fucked up except for Rick Flag and um, Harley Quinn. Very, very strong opening, I would say. That was the opening of the movie. It was, oh, my it was, gosh. It, it was an opening. the characters a little bit, and then you're like, oh, wow. And then they're gone. <laughs> you know, I didn't expect all of them to die except for Harley Quinn and Rick Flag. Right, right. And it, doesn't that just, doesn't that give you hope that, man, you know, this is really one of those movies that has stakes. You know, when they started off that way. Exactly. It, it's just like, in the first, I, I hate to compare them side by side so much. It's just like, you know, in the first one, we get a death of a suicide squad member. Suicide squad member. It just doesn't feel the same as this one. This one, it feels it could be that quick. Like once they yeah. hit the well, beach, was, you can uh, get yeah. shot. You know what I mean? And it's just we had the, the uh, we had the A team there, and then um, the cool thing about this movie, the other movie, we had one Suicide Squad. That's why I felt like that. I feel like there wasn't too many stakes. Yeah. I moved into the next section where we were introduced to the B team, uh, which is more more of the main people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get Idris it's Elba. All of them, I think Idris Elba, Bloodsport. We get John Cena as um, Peacemaker. We get mm-hmm. um, Danielle something as a rat, uh, rat catcher too. She was really good, by the way. She was she phenomenal. Was oh my gosh, she's one of my favorite yeah. ones. And then um, who else is on the so B long. team? Oh, Polka Dot Man. Yeah, Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man. Yeah, he was cool too. Was yeah. King, did you did you name King Shark too or? Oh, and King Shark. Yeah. Can't forget Norway. <laughs> King Shark. Yeah. I mean, and that was a concern King of mine Shark. when I first saw the trailer and the posters. Like, there's so many characters. How are they gonna fit them all? Like, how are they gonna break out the screen time? And they answered my question right away. They yeah, they did that, it really well. I feel. And it really it felt right. like any of the characters could have died at any time on that B team. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Um, with that B team, uh, 
their mission is to destroy this place called Jotunheim, but it was it's also really um at the beginning is to, it's to save Rick Flag because Rick Flag got captured by the bad guys. So we we're, we're we head to the camp and then we see our heroes in action for the first time. And uh it's it's a competition between Bloodsport and uh John Cena. It's really cool, I think. <laughs> Their little competition in the camp. Uh they were they were trying to outkill each other, right? Oh yeah. So they were they were killing the like those resistance fighters pretty much, right? They were killing their uh well, yeah, that was the yeah, that was the big twist that it was the resistance fighters. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that that was, was a hilarious. Big James Gunn twist. Yeah, it was funny mm-hmm. though, man. I, I I enjoyed the action and John Cena's presence just worked so well. They used him so well in this movie compared to his so well. his presence in Fast Nine. He was supposed to be like the main bad guy in that one. In this one, he's just being funny, being himself, and that killing scene was just so funny, man. They're competing and. Uh, he- so gruesome. I, mean, I say that John Cena is freaking amazing. <laughs> like yeah, he's he a really good a actor. Great, he does a great job. He killed it. It's like yeah. he gets better every month. As do I. Yeah, agree. But yeah, the scene was funny. It was fucking hilarious, man. He's just really good at that, like uh, that dry humor. Yeah, John Cena, classic. Uh, you know, after that, we kind of we're going around the island. We're having some fun. We got to save Harley Quinn. Rick Flag is saved. Uh, we're introduced to the bad guy. So the bad guy is this uh, dictator in uh, this South American island, fictional South American island. It's this dictator. And um, they have control of a uh, of Starro <laughs> mm-hmm. from uh, the comic books. Just a giant starfish from, starfish from space. So mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's their whole, the whole deal is that uh, the Suicide Squad there is there to try to stop that starfish mm-hmm. america is the one that found the starfish in space they brought it to earth yankee fucking doodle you know it was really i thought i thought it was really cool to see the the, the whole uh villain side of it like the movie actually wasn't scared to not be with the heroes for an extended amount of time you know what yeah. I mean? I feel like well, with a lot of the superhero movies, uh, any scene with the villain is like a two-minute thing or less. But mm-hmm. here it was like, mm-hmm. oh, we're, we've been with the, the villain for like a good five minutes. Like they they really have their screen time, you know? Yeah, I feel like that's what like the Russo brothers did pretty well with their films. Like they had a lot of screen time with the villains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just, yeah, it, it yeah. worked really well, and the writing was really good. And- just yeah. better for the character. I so I thought less so in Civil War. That's the movie. Uh, um, like Zemo, so so not fleshed out in that. Honestly, yeah, I think he was. Back. I think he was trying to. I think he was trying to focus on the the Civil War aspect between. Yeah, like, which 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 which, which I understand. Which I understand, but it's like. Yeah. You know, after we've seen Zemo, how strong that guy can be. It's like. Oh yeah. Pointing mm-hmm. that he was underutilized in the movie. Civil War is a good movie, but for the Russo brothers, I think that might be their weakest one. Yeah. Because uh, four, because Winter Soldier too. Oh yeah. Winter Soldier is so good. It is. And then I, I one Infinity of the Infinity War and Endgame, those are both those those are both so, you know. And then yeah. and Civil War is still amazing, but I feel like it ranks fourth, but yeah. it's still it's still amazing. It's not that's not saying it's bad, you know. Yeah, yeah. I get you. Yeah. Thor yeah, Ragnarok's up really there for shine. me too. Fucking love Thor Ragnarok. It's oh, one yeah. of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, that's that's another thing. See, I think I think they just keep need need they just need to keep giving the directors freedom like like they do. Like I don't I don't like Yeah, like the yeah. new uh like Chloe Zhao and Eternals. 
you know Man. like they're giving like these brand new directors you know some yeah. more time other than just getting these random like you know <laughs> yeah what's yeah, your I'm, name I'm, for uh wonder woman 2 <laughs> oh, patty, Jen- uh, I just, patty jenkins i, patty I love jenkins. when the studios I, i'm glad that this time for the suicide squad the studio just gave james gunn the reins and said do what you do and it yeah. came out it came out really nice you know because well that that was i think they picked him up at a time when he, when he was really hot people wanted to pick him up because disney just let him go from guardians yeah, yeah. and uh so dc was like they saw the support that James Gunn had, so they signed him quick, and that's the reason Guardians was delayed for so long. Right, because, right. Because uh, Disney let him go, and then DC picked him up right away. Solid so, fucking addition, you know. man. Yeah, his musical aspect yeah. that he he brought to the he, Suicide probably. Squad. It was it was similar to Guardians. You know, it was good storytelling oh, yeah. with the music, and the music doesn't feel like just it's there, but it's it was really cool. It was just so well done. And he'll this. probably make more too. I'm for sure they'll probably have him back. <laughs> oh yeah yeah at least for uh you know he did you know he does a lot of q and a's he's really open with his fans on instagram and stuff and you know people ask he always ask him they're like what well, what's the one dc property you've always wanted to work with he always says suicide squad so he really is like a fan of the low-key 80 suicide squad comics you know it's like yeah, that's cool this was his dream project so i'm yeah. not sure if he'll come back maybe maybe he will but maybe he's just done because this was his his dream project was Suicide Squad. That was like his end goal when he came to DC. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, maybe. And then, uh, you know, he's he is uh, directing like the first couple episodes of Peacemaker, though. But nice. then we'll see where he goes from there. Maybe he will continue it. But I think I think Peacemaker is going to probably put a cap on the series. Probably for, for James Gunn, at least. And he's doing know. Guardians three, right? Still. Yeah, yeah, he's doing guard, and that's his last uh, Marvel movie, I believe. He was a consultant on the new Thor, Thor: Love and Thunder. Nice. Consulted because uh, that's when the the Guardians make a brief appearance there. Mm. Nice, nice. So you know, uh, like I, you know, before we went off on our tangent about uh, the villains and stuff, <laughs> um, you know, it's the good stuff. We were talking about. Uh, we're back with the Suicide Squad, you know. Now their goal is to save Harley Quinn. That's why I'm saying it feels like it really feels like a comic book, you know, where it's like, oh, this issue we have to save Harley Quinn. This issue we have to do this. This issue we have to do this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they each felt like their own little contained stories. You know, and it keeps I mean? moving and it keeps moving, you know, and it, it doesn't stop. And every yeah. little they're small story has, has an end. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they're, Harley they're Quinn. Was, yeah, and Har- Harley Quinn was supposed to be saved by the Suicide Squad, but we get a sequence in which Harley Quinn breaks herself out. It's a really good sequence, I think. I think this is the best we've seen of Harley Quinn. We kind of see what's going on in her head in the sequence, and I think James Gunn did a really good job at making her like a strong, independent character, like way, way more so than I saw in Birds of Prey. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed like, her. Uh, her presence a lot more it's it's odd it's interesting it's just i don't know i feel like they dialed down uh harley's presence but it was still strong in this movie you know what i mean and well uh, they didn't make her a main character which is i think i think she's a really really strong like side or well, not side, you know main supporting character yeah absolutely she's a really really strong supporting yeah. character uh-huh. yeah but um i would say the lead of this movie was like probably like probably like Ratcat or uh, i feel like her art kind of came around oh that was awesome yeah i love ratcatcher i think she i think she was the heart of the movie honestly and and you know in that first like you're really trying to figure out who the heart of the movie is but then it kind of starts really going in that ratcatcher direction you know yeah yeah and i love it yeah yeah i mean i think many comes in full swing and she saves saves the day 
<laughs> yeah, we're yeah. not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I, say, um, I think Bloodsport is they wanted Bloodsport to be, and they say they you know they wanted him to be the leader of the of the squad. But yeah. Yeah. oh, he, yeah, and he has a, an amazing arc in the movie as well. Yeah, yeah he does. He, he does, he, man. And it, it was inevitable that people would well, compare and, him and to. Interesting. Yeah. Compare him to well, Deadshot, I, but it's. Yeah, well, an interesting. I was about to mention uh, an interesting thing about that is that um, it was written for for Deadshot to be in the movie, mm-hmm. and they last minute it got replaced. It's literally written as Deadshot, mm-hmm. and then they just kind of changed the character's name and the tweak the skill set a little bit. But um, yeah, yeah, it was I mean, written for Will Smith, but he didn't want to come back, and it so, sucks, man. Because which is I mean, interesting. yeah, it's like. Will would have redeemed him, you know. That's what I'm saying because I'm a huge Will Smith fan. But some of the roles he chose, I'm like, how the fuck would you go with Deadshot and in Suicide Squad? And but did you read the script for this? It was it was so well written, Will. Like you should have picked this up. Like Bloodsport. Well, Will Smith, he's you know he he doesn't make very good choices. He uh, doesn't, you know, bro. Like the Matrix. We, straight up, he dodged <laughs> the, the Matrix. Right? He was supposed to. He, yeah, he was supposed to be Neo in the Matrix. He was supposed to be Django Unchained. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah like he, he is one of my favorite actors. Some of his decisions movie. he makes, I'm just like, bro. And you, you're going with. I don't know. I just, I would have. At Idris, I think he killed he, it. He may, I think going he, back to the movie though, like I think they did a really good job with the character and just focusing on character alone and it's really hard to do that when you have like a shit ton of characters but i feel like james gunn did a really good job just filling out those arcs and filling out those i mean just in that one movie alone yeah Yeah. james gunn has a really good experience doing ensemble films like guardians one and two guardians two had a lot of characters in it Mm -hmm. and and uh I think he did a really good job at juggling them. I know some people don't like Guardians too, but, but I think it's a really strong movie, especially like upon rewatching it. No, mm-hmm. speaking of Guardians like, too, I mean, can we acknowledge that Mantis made a cameo when she was dancing oh, yeah. in the the uh, bar scene? So they they go into this bar, and yeah, I was like, that's 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 a girl. I was like, who is that? <laughs> I was like, she's yeah, important. Yeah, that that? yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, just the dancer in this one. And then uh, she's, I think she's going to, hopefully in the next Guardians, she has like a really good arc because she was really strong in uh, Infinity War. She's so much stronger Thanos in Infinity War. Put Thanos to yeah. sleep was the girl. Well, yeah. she put, she was strong in Guardians too as well. She put the whole planet to sleep, remember? That was her job is to put that God yeah. planet to sleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. So she, I would say she was OP even in, you know, in James Gunn's universe, like, and then the um, Russo brothers ran with it, you know, because they're good at that type of stuff. But like the character that jumped a lot was probably Doctor Strange. You know, he started eh, and then he went bam, you know, <laughs> yeah. like where the fuck did all that come from? You know, anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, like, okay, a lot, quick, 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 quick tangent here in Infinity <laughs> War. Where the fuck did all that, that come from? Like Doctor <laughs> Strange, like in his movie, it wasn't any anywhere near that. I think not, they're trying to focus on that close. now, like, like, because, you know, I, now they're trying to focus yeah. on the whole Wanda vision. She's learning like a shit ton of powers right now, you yeah. know, and like, but so, this so was, maybe he was just learning this was like a time. year or two after <laughs> Doctor Strange's movie came out. Yeah, and bro, and in, in the Doctor Strange movie, all he had was like fucking little whips and bullshit, and just very and cheap isn't the little timeline very short. Like, didn't yeah, they it's explain like, like, like with, even with the Black Widow thing. I mean, we noticed like at the post credit scene. I mean, it's months. Yeah, like uh, of in between time between that. That, that means he was just he was practicing 
every single day, year <laughs> round, day. just studying and practicing his because <laughs> he straight took Man, off radio. Thanos. And I was everyone was just like, where the fuck did Dr. Strange get this powerful? But yeah, yeah so, no, it was uh, badass. But like, where did it come from? You should watch the movies before, you know, yeah, he should have yeah, came yeah. out the gate a little stronger, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, back to Suicide Squad. <laughs> uh, they let Harley Quinn out with good sequence. Then they go fight the Starfish, our last sequence of the thing. Starro, really good villain, I think. You know, the one that Disgusting. is experimenting on Starro is the Thinker. Right. Peter Capaldi, one of the um, Doctor Who's, I think, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, he's really good. Yeah, he's, you know, British actors always killing it. He killed it. Yeah, they um, went, to the, went to the club to go get the Thinker. And then, yeah, once they got the Thinker, pulled up and yeah he he was good like he was wasn't in it as much as i thought he was going to be and i i had noticed when he was in it he was great yeah, no, characters yeah, like yeah. that too i mean like there's a couple of characters that were just randomly in there but just super fun to watch like um what's his name the cat thing the weasel, <laughs> weasel. The weasel. <laughs> so weird super hilarious so weird yeah that, such a funny character no it's just a funny character to look at it's like uh that's that's, that's james gunn you know he really did that comic book thing and put it in real life he's like this is disgusting right you know the starfish they they fuck up the starfish breaks out while this is going on john cena betrays everyone because rick flag wants to show the world that uh america was responsible for the starfish thing right project starfish yeah um john cena says he can't do that because uh it'll cause war and he's all about keeping the peace you know, I think that's really cool. Like, it's a callback, you know, to the, the whole movie was building up to this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it, it showed um, that, you know, Waller, Amanda Waller is always planning. She always has a backup. And sure enough, she knew his yeah. his character traits enough. She's, I'm going to task you with this because I know you'll get it done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, when, and when John Cena turned, that's when we really get to see his acting chops. And I think that's when he got really strong as an actor. Like, he was strong the whole movie, but he, he did a, such a good job at switching right there, you know, switching it up when... When he turns around and stabs everyone in the back, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Because even then, I didn't feel like he was evil. I felt like he was just someone who believed in the cause so much yeah. and was given orders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm. and it was such a good fight between him and um, Rick Flag. You know, Rick Flag ends up dying. Yeah. Uh, and and you know, hats off to James Gunn because Rick Flag. You know, they really made you care about him in this movie. They yeah, really did. Because in the first one. And Suicide Squad didn't give a fuck about Rick Flag, but in this one, he's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just a lot more like, and, they, he's kind of, and what the fuck was his costume in the last one? He looked like a, looked like a, like a hunter, like a, like a Southern duck hunter or something. Like he had like the goatee and like he the did. hat, he the America did. hat. Yeah. I just didn't like his, his, like, his character in the first one. And this one, he just seemed like an actual person, you know, he seemed like just, yeah, seemed like a person. And there were some cool ass shots of like, you know, him and like John Cena and Ibris Elba, they were the three, you know, just buff ass action stars walking in front of the explosion. You know, it was, it was cool, yeah. classic action movie. Just yeah. that's what that's what like Predator was. It was just a bunch of buff ass guys fighting a freaking alien. You know what I mean? They were fucking and I think huge. It's like a callback. Predator was just <laughs> exactly. this cast of big ass, but <laughs> just 80s big. It's like y'all are some big ass. Jesse Ventura, Arnold. Straight up. Guy fucking, yeah, it's just yo. They're all looking huge. It's cool. It's, and it's that's cool what this see. kind of felt like a callback to as well. Like, you know, like yeah. that type that type of movie that was set in a jungle, you know, and it was just a bunch of buff ass guys in the jungle fighting stuff, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, I think James Gunn acknowledges all this in such a healthy and non like toxic way, you know, like the toxic masculinity way, like his characters, they're quote unquote manly, but they're like really well rounded, you know, they're not over here like 
toxic masculinity like they're they all yeah. have emotions and shit you know exactly you realize how strong freaking king shark is <laughs> oh my god king shark you keep action. thinking he's about to die falls out of a fucking building just gets shot at bro not even that he's just gonna die i'm thinking he's gonna eat rat catcher i'm like at the very end i, I, I still thought i was oh my god he's gonna eat. that's still it was was hilarious lady. but it was just it's it so would funny it would have yeah if he just like ends up eating her anyways i love that uh like they mentioned love- that he's a demigod too right like he's oh. like oh yeah i mean like He's he a descendant a of an ancient shark god, apparently. That's what yeah. they mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, um, it's just, so funny. I, I love that uh, it, Sylvester Stallone didn't do like, he didn't do it like Vin Diesel, where you can't tell it's Vin Diesel. It's like, you can tell it's Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. So but he's just, it's just straight up him. <laughs> oh my like, God, that is Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Shit. It's yes, like, it it's yes, like, it that's, that's Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> like, as soon as I heard him say, nom nom, it's like, yeah. that, that's him. Yep. Like, um, such a great performance, you know. Um, then we get, you know, after John Cena kills Rick Flag, he's about to kill Ratcatcher. We're left on this little cliffhanger. Ibris Elba ends up uh stopping John Cena before he kills Ratcatcher. We get a cool little battle, uh, where it's just you know, a little standoff. And earlier in the movie, uh, Ibris Elba mentioned how he had smaller bullets and uh. Yep. You know, John Cena mentioned how he had bigger bullets and it really came back at the end with uh Ibris Elba's smaller bullet beating the bigger bullet. Yeah, I mean we've had Classic. those we've oh, had those bullet to bullet shots before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whether it's two bullets. But this one was colliding. really clever. I I I thought they were yeah. Yes, yeah, that was gonna explode. I thought I thought it was gonna I thought it was gonna explode or separate. Yeah. But no, it was like straight up. Uh, it's and, dead center. Know, Smaller bullet, dead center, yeah. tore it apart, and it was even the way they were built. The smaller one was more, more sharp. The other one was fatter and more there. durable. It yeah. just it made sense, and it was even the aesthetic of the yeah. guns. Like it was a big gun with John Cena's big ass. The gun matched Idris Elba. It was just a dope scene, man. I fucked with it. Mm-hmm. And after this, we get the whole you know. So John Cena dies. Yes. Um, Shot and, in the neck. Um, yeah, yeah. It's fucking brutal. Uh, so then, so then they gotta fight the starfish, right? Starfish, holy shit! Once the starfish is out, it was crazy with the Disgusting. mind control. They really did the straight up comic book thing. It was mm-hmm. it's off, you know, with the starfish going on the faces and yeah. it's so creative. Like I, I was so happy to finally see it wasn't a big light in the sky. You know what I mean? <laughs> or it wasn't beam. a or a big beam in the sky or a big floating fortress. I feel it's always one of those come out of. Yeah, well, think about like Justice League yeah. and um, Black Widow and Thor, uh, you know, the, I mean, Thor the other Suicide movie. Squad, the first Avengers, the second, uh-huh. you know, it's always in some either big messed up city that's empty or full of civilians that they can save. 100%. And, and it's, uh, it's either that or it's some shitty like it's like they're run, the like all these movies are run off of the first Avengers movie or literally. And then even the first Avengers movie was going off of all those 2000 movies. Yeah. So, you know, it was really refreshing to see like, oh, okay. As soon as the starfish goes on them, they die. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so all the civilians fucking dead, you know, people just dying in this civilians getting crushed, everything. And and isn't that, isn't that just a little more real if something like that would happen? Because in, in like these other movies, that's why people like Invincible, right? Yeah. Because, bro, that collateral damage, that's what'll happen if, superheroes were real so it's like in these yep. in these pg-13 movies where you have these huge battles and you don't see many uh casualties it's just like 
damn, what a what a very clean battle. But in this one, it's like as soon as that, as soon as Starro's out of the damn building, he's wrecking fucking buildings. He's sending off his the his little offspring, not even offspring. Yeah, Starfish, the copies of him. It was just yeah, it's it's just him. Yeah, copies of himself. Yeah, it's dope. I like how people talk through like he once he attaches to people, he can control them and and. Aesthetically speaking, this is a villain that if you looked at in the comic books, because he's one of the Justice League's uh, first villains. And um, if you look at it, you're like, how the fuck is that going to be translated into a live action? I want to see it. Like, I, I think exactly I, the same. <laughs> I, I, it's it's going to look yeah. goofy. But guess what? They did it exactly the same and it looked cool. It was really nice. Well, it was. Yeah, you make it look goofy, but you make it bloody and it and, mm-hmm. and it evens out. You know what I mean? If this movie was PG-13 and we had Starro, it'd be so lame. It would be if the lamest. this was like a Disney movie and they had to make it PG-13. It would be you know, James Gunn tries his best to do well with PG-13, but you can tell that even in Guardians, he wants to go bloody or more violent sometimes, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because because that's what he wants to do if it, guardians feels a little more sterile compared to suicide squad suicide squad feels more like james gunn like because mm-hmm. i've seen a lot of his movies outside of um outside of the superhero movies you know yeah you were uh, just telling me that earlier it's, it's yeah like super mm-hmm. like like i saw super and super is a really weird movie uh slither <laughs> you know slither that's, that's oh. another really weird movie they're just really odd movies and he's just really creative like that he doesn't he he'll take risks whether they're good or bad because they're what he thinks is cool and that's what i like and that's what you can tell happened in this movie i think you know yes yes agree and i liked how there was like a bunch of different suicide squads and and like that explains the title completely like the suicide squad you know what i mean and uh, you can branch out into different shows if dc wanted to with all yeah. these characters i mean you could do so much i feel like james gunn did yeah i'm, I'm glad you so, said so, that yeah and i'm then, glad you said that it's the suicide squad it makes more sense in this movie doesn't it because when they're dying yeah doesn't it make sense that their name uh, suicide uh, squad because in the first movie like yeah. why is that their yeah, name yeah. like why are they called the suicide it's because when they right. go in most of them are committing suicide they're getting killed so it, well, it made also, more sense. also in this movie they mention how they've gone on multiple missions together and everything like you know harley quinn's team with yeah. captain boomerang that's their usual team mm-hmm. exactly uh, which I think is really interesting you know it's like it's like this concept exists it's just there it's just a fact like the, the soft reboot makes sense yeah exactly <laughs> right. absolutely so you know I, and then in the climax of the movie when they kill starro i thought i thought that did a really good job at giving multiple characters a completed arc we get polka dot yeah. man finally completing his arc we mm-hmm. get um That's your mother yeah we get <laughs> ibris alba completing his arc he's finally a leader we get yes. um, Harley Quinn completing at the beginning of the movie. She has she gets the javelin from from Flula Borg from a uh, <laughs> javelin man. Yeah. She gets the javelin in her whole movie. The whole movie. She's like, what do I do with this? What do at I do with it? it? She finally uses the javelin to, yeah. like, you know, get into Starro. Ratcatcher at the end of the movie, all the rats attack Starro. It was disgusting, but it was <laughs> it was, it was it disgustingly sense, beautiful, wasn't it? I mean, just it was, no, it was how, yeah. The how Harley? And... Oh, it was beautiful. I mean, Harley penetrates the eyeball with the javelin in that small little hole. Sebastian the rat makes his way in, and all the other rats make their way yeah. in. And it's it's. I mean, so it's a. Gross. I love that scene, man. It was. I was wondering. I was like, how the fuck it was are they so gonna kill? The eye was full of blood. Oh, it was so gross. Dude. I was like, just, how are they gonna kill Starro? That how he's huge. How are they gonna do it? And it's just. It was so cool, man. I, I mean, that moment, Ratcatcher, um, her and the flashback with her father, the boy. Taika, like, uh, you know, it yeah. was just, and, and just, and, 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 
Get tiger coming out of nowhere. Started cracking up. Yeah, man, it was funny. Like, and good. Her and her performance, and then they go up. They cameras back to her, and she's just she did so well. Ratcatcher too. I really enjoyed watching her. Her and Aegis Elba together. Awesome. I mean, she worked well with everyone. Mm-hmm. It was just so well done, man. Yeah. So yeah, I just want to talk about the acting real quick. Yeah, everyone did such a solid job. I don't think there's a bad actor in this movie. Yeah, you know we 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 got we got uh, Amanda Waller killing it. Even the smaller side characters, yeah. That you know, there's a whole conflict going on with uh, oh, yeah, because Javelin Man's like a fucking (laughs) legit actor. That's why everyone knew that they were gonna die because like all the legit actors are (laughs) like Flula Borg. Isn't he like a really good like Swedish actor or something? I think so. So, but um, the cool thing, uh, you know, um, you know that we had that side plot, you know, with Amanda Waller. Where her team, you know, she was, they had their own little arc and their own conscience. Yeah, they did, man. That felt like a comic book little B plot, you know? It did. That it felt really like did. comic book Yeah, all those, because they, they could have completely just, it could have been Amanda, just her. It didn't have to be those other people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was nice. I enjoyed that part. Yeah. Amanda finally got to do her, her freak out, you know, that she usually does every movie. Uh, <laughs> she got to do it in this movie she got yeah. to yell into the it's like yes that's what we want to see that's the oscar winning yelling oh yeah oh, she was she was just cussing um <laughs> you know harley quinn this is like um this is my favorite harley quinn performance this was my uh you know i i love david Elba. he i thought he was amazing yeah, I have, you know about harley quinn too because like honestly i mean i I love Margot Robbie's um, acting in general. I mean, she just puts so much work into her characters, I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, But like this one, I feel like they just did so well writing for that specific character, like the writing for it and like how they used her character specifically in this movie. It's really well done. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. And she's trying to step away from this role eventually. I think she's kind of over Harley Quinn. She wants a break from Harley Quinn because... Yeah. yeah. James, how much you want to bet James Gunn re-inspired her just the same way that Taika, you know, Chris Hemsworth was over Thor. He was done. And then Taika made Ragnarok and then Chris Hemsworth was like, Bro, oh, yeah, exactly. I can, I can exactly. You need to write these characters <laughs> well. If you don't write them well, yeah. they're just going to come out a little basic. And Harley, for the longest time, wasn't feeling like her full potential, man. And she really did so well. Because we know she can act. This oh, yeah. is the most separated we've ever seen her from the Joker. Like there's no mention of the Joker, and I don't want there to be because we're we're past yeah, that. You know, you know what I'm saying? A, like we exactly. get it. Which it I was kind of waiting her. for that. I was kind of waiting for that for in that love sequence. I was kind of waiting for her to mention the Joker, kind of. Oh no, does. no, she just wants <laughs> you know. She wanted to. She, she wanted to she, be. She just Why fucking round. She she, she wanted to be, you know? and she acknowledges <laughs> she the penis layer, the you know, <laughs> and. What what I what Gerardo yeah. said it does diminish her as an individual. Like you're Harley Quinn, you know you're Harleen Quinzel with the PhD. You don't need to always talk about the Joker. Yeah. I just got tired of it. And the so. the whole point, you know, the whole point of Birds of Prey was exactly what you just mentioned, but it didn't feel like it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's supposed you know? to be like the um, it's the emancipation of Harley Quinn, but it's like oh, it just damn sure doesn't feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um. Before we get into the review, uh, you know, earlier uh, in the day, John, on our podcast page on Instagram, which everyone should follow at Cast of Color, you know, we always do little hey. polls there. And John did uh, do a little 
Q&A thing where he asked people what their favorite character from the Suicide Squad was uh, from from the main squad. So I just want to ask you guys who's your uh, your your favorite one is. Oh, yes. Yes. I input mine <laughs> and I was back and forth on a lot. But for this one, I put Ratcatcher. Ratcatcher was my favorite. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, enjoyed nice. her. I mean, I love Bloodsport. I love Idris Elba yeah. as Bloodsport. Yeah. And I grew yeah. more attached to Rick Flagg. And uh, I love Polka Dot Matthews. And John Cena's just good. Yeah, and John Cena's just good, you know? And I think some of these actors and characters, when they're not in the main role, I think they flourish even better. I think John Cena does that. He's a perfect example of that. I think Harley Quinn's a great example of that. But for that question, Gerardo, Ratcatcher was uh, my favorite. I just, I was blown away by her. I was like, this girl can act. And she was funny, too. Yeah. She was funny, too. You saw the movie movie twice, right, John? I saw the movie three times. I watched it again last night. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so you're the pro. You're you're the pro on this right now. <laughs> so I think right now, fellas, I'm the uh, subject matter. <laughs> right. The Suicide so Squad cool. expert uh, over so here. John Cena, though, like, cause like just getting those nostalgia feelings yeah. from WWE oh. and all that. Like, it's just it's awesome watching him yeah. on film. I yeah. do want to mention, uh, you know, uh, there we do have a couple post credit scenes. The first one oh, yeah. is a. Uh, um weasel you know he's still alive which I, I i kind of expect i expected him to be alive during that scene and then get shot but yeah i was waiting for him to wake yeah. up <laughs> weasel's still alive and then we got um uh the second one where where it's revealed that peacemaker's still alive and i think that's going to tie into the series right there probably maybe a sequel series so and that, that's gonna be really good. i'm excited for that yeah i didn't would never yeah, imagine there being a peacemaker a right? peacemaker spinoff but i I'd watch it. Shit. When they announced it, I was like, no way. And then it's like, oh, no, this is really happening. And they're filming and they're almost done. And John Cena hasn't taken off that Peacemaker outfit. Have you seen? He's just been wearing it everywhere. He's been wearing it. It to, wore like, to the, the premiere. And, and premiere. can we just say that with, with that, with him having fun that way, I feel like most of the cast had fun making this movie. I literally oh, yeah. feel like in the Suicide Squad 2016, mm-hmm. they were not hey. having fun. Like it didn't look like they were having as much fun. It's just another thing to add too. I think I think they mentioned that like all, each actor had something good to say about James Gunn's like just whole experience throughout the the filming. Like was a much better experience than they've had in the, in the past. Every every um, movie he does, the actors always say yeah, that. It's, yeah, it's crazy. So it just looks like it's it's probably a really good fun time. It's it's nice. It's probably very like safety first type of thing as well. You know, and he's like very actor heavy like let's focus on what you guys want to do too yeah. as well you know but yeah. batista loves him batista loves the guy <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. batista was gonna quit guardians of the galaxy 3 if they didn't use james gunn's script yeah. <laughs> before before they hired him back yeah. i don't fucking blame him you want something that's well written as an actor listeners if you are an actor <laughs> it, it's much better if you had the script beforehand look at green lantern that's one thing ryan reynolds said he's like you know what my biggest regret about doing green lantern i just wish i would have had a script and i would have read the script before saying yes to that but then you got deadpool so yeah. <laughs> yes sir so uh, jackson you're going back to the characters yeah um my favorite character i i think i just i love these type of characters but uh, king shark was my favorite i i love those nice. yeah king shark was so good in this movie <laughs> all the little great. visual moments with him with he's crying in the van and everything it's so funny and they made it so like you just had so much heart for King Shark. Like no matter yeah, what, feel so did, bad for him. I just feel so freaking bad for this. <laughs> His life right. just sucks. It's awful. 
He and wasn't allowed in the club. He was so <laughs> he's, he's just bobbing his head. Like, yeah. And it's just, <laughs> crying, I'm, crying in the car. Uh, yes. <laughs> King it's Shark, though, funny. man, he's hilarious in the animated Harley Quinn show. He's like the yeah, tech. Yeah. He's, the, oh, yeah. he's the tech guy on the yeah. team. So he's all super technology. And um, he's play- yeah, he's voiced by Ron Funches. It's, it's funny. I love that yeah. show. And it would anyone, be cool to see, like should watch that. Show. Everyone, anyone should watch that show, Harley Quinn. It, it is, is cool. Watch it. It. A, Wonderful a show. Show with like King Shark and um and like another character. Like that'd be like a lot of fun. Like they, how they're trying to do like a whole Groot and Rocket cartoon show type of thing, but like a little their own little spinoff. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But it looks expensive though. Like King Shark CGI yeah, was so oh good. God, it it was. So good. Oh, I, I think they might keep his presence to a minimum. <laughs> it even feels like it feels like they try to do that in this movie itself. But um, what about you, Arno? You Who's your favorite uh, character? You know, I gotta say, you know, it's just it's so so. You know, I really like Bloodsport. I didn't expect to like him that much. Me honestly. either. I did not. He's really freaking good. But, but I liked him so much. I think Idris Elba was just so good at being like the straight man, you know, where it was like, you know, for, for those that don't know in the in the biz, the straight man is the one that everything is going on around him that's crazy. And they, that's the person that's normal. Like yeah. it's for the audience to feel. Yeah. You know, and he was really good at that. Every t- he was just every he was just. He was just over being his character, not Idris Elba, but his character was just over being there, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> which is so so strong. And yeah, and, did a great Idris job playing the straight actor. Yeah, did a and great he had job some playing cool that cool ass powers. His power is really just cool like his powers. suit makes whatever gun he wants. <laughs> it was like some freaking Iron Man tech. <laughs> oh yeah, that's such a bite. cool mask. That mask, <laughs> which it looks like it's inspired like by Alien, the the Alien franchise. It looks yeah. like an alien face, yeah. like the the big, just cool black, and then the teeth. Uh-huh. It dope ass fucking mask, man. Yeah, he was, and he actually wore the mask. You know, Will Smith. The reason we didn't see him in his cool Deadshot outfit that much was because he didn't want to wear the mask because he's Will Smith. Hmm. But it, it, it really takes but, down um, from the costume. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it's exactly. a dope every ass mask. Every, every time they're in battle, mask on. Mask on. You know, as even when be. they're wearing their pedestrian clothes, mask on. Yeah, bro. And when he's just jogging with his mask on. <laughs> well, it it <laughs> makes sense on. because you're like, like, you're in battle, dude. Like, of course, you're not going to get your face freaking right. smacked, you know? Yeah, so I really like blood. Or, or it's between him and Peacemaker because I thought John Cena was just so freaking strong in this, like Please. as an actor. Like, and I'm really excited for that show. Yeah, John right, Cena so out, of, the board. out of five stars, how many stars does this movie get? <laughs> out of five stars, <laughs> I'm I'm getting I'm giving the Suicide Squad a. Oh man, I gotta go with a. Uh, a 3.5 solid 3.5 for me oh wow nice yeah yeah i i enjoyed this movie i can watch it many times over uh i'm tempted to bump it up to a four because of how much Dude, i I'm enjoyed give this it a 4.5 yeah but okay. I'm, I'm gonna have to bump it up to that four real quick because yeah mm-hmm. i just enjoyed this movie so much again i 4.5 just because i go on entertainment value you know what i mean and it's like I, this movie was so much more memorable than Black Widow. Like I forgot I watched Black Widow. I thousand percent. I watched it. 
thousand like percent. After, after I saw Suicide Squad, I was like, what's the last movie I saw? And like, I literally forgot, but this movie just felt so strong. And anytime I see any like promotional stuff, like a picture or a video, I'm like, oh man, damn, that was good. Yeah, you, you get know? excited. You know, it's like it's like going back to the movies again. Excited. Felt yeah. so fresh. Yeah, yeah. I feel yes. It, this feels like like we're really back at the movies. You know what I Bro, mean? Bro, th- this should have been the summer blockbuster because you're right, Gerardo. I saw a movie review podcast. They reviewed this movie the same as Black Widow. I was like, bullshit. This movie is way better, oh, noticeably better than Black now. Widow. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I mean, like, and it's rated R. Come on, now. yeah. <laughs> like Black, like Black Widow's, Black Widow's technically a well-made film, technically because it, it just feels so like formulaic, like the shots and the yeah, and the acting. And this movie feels creative. It feels like someone actually thought about it in a creative way, like an artist would. It feels absolutely artistic. Absolutely, you know. Yeah. And it's like I don't give a fuck if a choice doesn't work or I don't like yep. it because I know that, like you know, James Gunn did it. 100% you know what I mean yeah like and and he it's him you know and it's not the studio <laughs> yeah I'm gonna give this out of five star rows I'm gonna give this um a four nice yeah, yeah definitely definitely memorable definitely rewatchable I mean you can flop this anytime at a party you know oh smack. you put this on at a party in the background it People, yeah. absolutely it's absolutely. hilarious it works for all the adults <laughs> you yeah. know it's yeah. a fun movie high school movie too this is this <laughs> is what we this is what we've been wanting from superhero movies for so long like Definitely. i remember kick-ass the first time everyone saw kick-ass people oh. loved it so much because it was so bloody yeah you know yeah and it's like finally we're getting like the bloody comic booky in a movie, not a show, not animated. Not it's it's a movie. Right? Yes, yeah. I, been- I, I read this article that said Suicide Squad is represents the death of comic book movies and the the birth of something completely different, and it's for the better. You know, it's just saying that we've been used yeah. to this, yeah. such a PG thirteen Marvel type of superhero movie. Mm. that we have yet to not, and not to diminish like um like deadpool you know what i mean right exactly like it was good you know you got your deadpool but... you got your logans you have the r-rated yeah. things and um we just we, we just need more of that because th- this felt i mean my brother my oldest brother was like yeah man, i thought it'd be a good family night for the family good movie night for the family but <laughs> i was like brody Why like this you? is it's called the suicide i, I was like you should know what you're walking into man so sorry dude it's, it's in the name yeah it's in it's, the name this suicide is not that squad. movie it's what we want to see it's what we want to see because for the yeah. longest we see people get killed in these pg-13 superhero movies there's no blood there's no way of knowing they're actually dead, except they fall down. <laughs> you know, and this one, I know no, he's we dead. just need to have like a yeah rated R Batman movie. That's all we need. Oh man, getting closer. Getting closer. That's all getting we closer. need, y'all. I think I think Robert Robert Pattinson sequel is going to be rated R. That'd be tight. The the biggest R opening, R R rated opening ever. You know, it'll it'll snag that yeah. title. <laughs> maybe like a side. Maybe like a side. You know. Robert Patterson movie that he directs or something like that. And, you know, he does like a little independent multiverse movie, uh, you know, with his own shit, like a long Halloween type or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think a movie like this just opens the doors. I'm very excited for the future of DC more after this movie. Cause I think it should get oh, them yeah. better ideas. And um, yeah. 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 And that's really the show, enjoyed. right? 
That's the show. Solid ratings all around. We got four point five, four, four listeners. Tap in. Thanks for staying with us. We're going to be dropping more episodes more consistently as our schedules open up here. But um, yeah, follow yeah. us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Backlog. Yeah, we got a yeah, lot of backlog. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, last season we were pumping these fucking episodes out. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we have a lot to drop this year and in this upcoming season four. But that's that is the show, fellas. We what else we got to close out with? Um, vaccinated. It's a, oh yeah, can. get vaccinated, please. If you can, <laughs> and if you have concerns, talk to a doctor. Talk to a doctor. Oh, yeah. Not the internet. <laughs> Straight up. Straight um, up. But an interesting thing too. This movie only made about twenty six million. Um, its debut, by the way. Hmm. In comparison well, to Black Widow. Well, that's because Black Widow came out when everything was still open. And everything it was PG-13, shut down again. too. I thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Everything just shut down again, though, in a lot of states is the is the, is the problem right it's now. True. Yeah, that's and why. It also, was on, it was on HBO Max for free as opposed to uh, paying $30 on Disney. Uh, exactly. Yes. Hence the reason I've watched it three times, and it was well worth it every fucking time. So, yeah. One of, <laughs> one, of my, Max. <laughs> one of my favorite movies of the year, The Suicide Squad. I fucking loved it. Listeners, I hope oh, you yeah. guys did. Hope you enjoyed our review. Follow us on Twitter, The Cast of Color. Follow us on Instagram, Cast of Color. Let us know Follow. what you want to review. We got a few guest spots coming up this season with Incluvi, Guy at the Movies, hopefully the Dive-In Movie cast. Hey. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we out here. We about to close out here. So follow us. Stay tuned for the next week if we drop another episode. And we out here. Cast of Color signing off. Peace. Peace. Peace.